Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Hey, what's going on, family? V-Dub here. Virgil with Driven. Hey, Virgil with Driven. And um, I got to get a, I got to do my intros better or tighter or something. Been thinking about what to what to talk about on my way to work, and already landed here because it doesn't it doesn't take me very long to get here. And I thought, well, let me just sit here for a second and uh, kind of unpack with you what what I'm walking through, what I'm what I'm thinking about. Uh, and and hopefully again, I'm hope, hoping it's helpful. Last night, um, uh, President Obama did his farewell address uh, to the to the nation, and uh, interesting uh, to 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 kind of reflect back on uh, his presidency. And so that's kind of what I've been doing this morning, as I uh, as I just think about what he what he's done, what he's meant to the. To the country, kind of where we were um, during that time fr- time frame. Um, wanted to just um, just share my thoughts about it. Great uh, opportunity to watch a speech. I'll be honest with you. This was probably the first time uh, in four years, at least, that I listened to a full-on speech of of the president. And so, uh, like many of you, I had just gotten sick of of, of politics. And sick of listening to uh, to speeches and uh, from every side, n- not Republican Democrat, just from every side. Just kind of got tired of it. Um, so just disconnected for quite some time on it. Of course, the four years prior, listened to a lot of speeches, listened, read, and listened, and listened and read. And then the four years prior to that, as he was running uh, as, as a senator for the state of Illinois, I was I was very watchful. Uh, of of, uh, of then Senator Obama. In fact, after his um, speech that kind of catapulted his his journey uh, into uh, into stardom uh, the, at the DNC convention, uh, after that speech, I'd begun to prescribe to subscribe uh, to a podcast that he would he would deliver. Um, I don't know if it was weekly or biweekly or monthly or whatever, but whenever he shot a podcast out, I would I would get it and listen. Because I was just curious as to who is this guy? Very charismatic man, lot of lot of hope and change, and uh, that kind of thing. So I was kind of checking him out back then and seeing where he stood on particular issues. Uh, my question: I wondered if he was going to be a centrist, a populist, and the like. And so with that, I want to give you. I, I, I'll do a, I'll do a Ben Shapiro deal where uh, he kind of gives you some things he, he doesn't like and some things that he does like. And so I'll start in reverse order: the things that I that I don't like because as I reflected upon. Uh, him and where I was eight years ago, um, 
I, I, I've got kind of good and bad. And, and, and for me, um, I, I could not, I didn't vote for uh, Barack Obama, and I didn't either time. Um, for me, the biggest issue was the things that I didn't like. One of the things that I didn't like was um, I feel like any politician uh, who gets the issue of the sanctity of human life wrong, um, if, if we can't start with basics, you know, if we can't start with the, the value and dignity of human life begins at conception um, and, and needs to be protected, then every other policy issue thereafter is just, I mean, it's just white noise. I mean, we're just, we're playing games. In other words, everything's up for, 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 you know, for debate. And we can, we can make arbitrary decisions about this, that, and the other based upon our, our relative worldview, our postmodern worldview, rather than upon a, a standard of truth. So for me, the biggest issue from the start was that uh, when he ran for Senate uh, in Illinois, he ran against Alan Keyes. And when he did, there was a debate that they did. I would encourage you, if you get a chance, to go on YouTube and do a search for Alan Keyes versus Barack Obama and listen to the most, probably the, the most clear distinction in the difference of worldview that you will ever hear. Uh, unlike anyone, Alan Keyes, probably one of the most articulate spokesmen uh, from a standpoint of, of biblical worldview that I've ever heard in a politician, um, bar none, and, and I mean that. Um, so if you want to hear biblical worldview articulated in policy, go listen to, go listen to Alan Keyes. Um, and then contrast that with Barack Obama, who has a particular worldview that is just opposed uh, to what I believe uh, is right. And so, uh, especially on the issue of the sanctity of human life. He was using all this, all the regular rhetoric of, you know, it's a woman's right to choose, you know, it's, uh, it's her body, her choice. And again, rather than, rather than being, you know, sci a scientific basis by which to defend uh, the, the, what I believe to be the murder of a human life, um, he, he had, he had, you know, slogans. And so again, I, those, those same slogans, you know, my, my, my body, my choice are, are the same lines of reasoning and rationale that slave owners used, uh, when they devalued or dehumanized slaves. Um, and they would use the thought process that, Hey, this slave is on my property. It's my property, my choice. He's my property. He's on my property. He's on my plantation. I do with him what I choose, and no one can say otherwise. Now, now I, I recognize all the all the pushback that well, he's actually a human being. Well, they they sure as heck didn't think so uh, in, in the 1800s. You know, 1700s they didn't didn't think so. Um, and and had in and, and had uh, uh, pseudoscience to try to back that up. Not really a human being. Here's why. In the same way that we do the child in the womb. Uh, well, not really a human being, and here's why. When, when all of science, all of, uh, you know, all of, all of immunology, all of, uh, all, of, all of the science around, uh, not immunology, but, but, uh, but embryology, um, would tell you that, that life begins uh, at conception. So with that said, I, I, I had to stop there, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't pull the lever for him there. Second thing was the issue of identity. And by identity, what I mean is... Um, issues around race, uh, with, with racial politics, issues around sexuality. 
all of those are issues of identity and uh, how do we identify ourselves if we identify ourselves based upon our sexuality our sexual preference uh, our sexual proclivities uh, we're going to view the world in a particular way and uh, and have and and desire for others to view us in a particular way i'm going to look at whether i'm going to ex i'm going to estimate your love for me on the basis of your acceptance of my sexual behavior which is crazy because there's all kinds of sexual behavior that I abhor uh, but it doesn't mean that uh, th that I have to um, devalue you as a human being as a result what, what, what do I mean I mean that you can you you practice homosexuality man I, I disagree I think that I think that's sinful uh, I think fornication is sinful. Um, I, I think, you know, I think adultery is sinful. My basis for saying that is the standard of God written in the scripture. Uh, the, the creator of the universe who orchestrated male-female relationship. Uh, that's the standard by which I, I look at all things. But here's the thing. I, I value you as a person. My, because of the fact that I don't agree with your behavior doesn't mean that I devalue you as a human being. Why? Because I believe you to be a, a human being created in, in the image of God, deserving of distinct value, dignity, and worth. And because of that, I will always treat you with respect, with love, with affection, with, with, with justice, with fairness. Um, and and that, that doesn't change. So my love isn't on the basis of whether you like this or you like that or you like this food or you like that, nor the issue of race. My, my, I, I, if, if, if I were to elevate the issue of race, then I would view the world and, you know, based upon that lens, then there's certain ways that I believe you need to treat a black man and certain rights that a black man should have because the way the culture did this and the way the culture did that. And as a black man, I should be able to do this and be able to do that. And nobody had better say anything because guess what? I'm a black man. And because I'm a black man, there were certain things that happened to me back in the day. Come on. Here's the deal. I'm an image I am an image bearer of the sovereign God of the universe. And as such, I deserve distinct value, dignity, and worth. And as a result of that value, dignity, and worth, I should be treated fairly, equally, with respect, with love, with kindness, with justice uh, in all situations. And whenever that's not the case, then we can address it uh, upon the basis that it presents itself. Does that mean I ignore culture? No, absolutely not. We celebrate culture, but here's what we do with culture. Not all culture needs to be celebrated. We need to examine culture to determine if there's good things about your culture or bad things about your culture. And it's not racist to examine that or to, uh, to, to say, hey, culturally, you know, desiring not to work or culturally desiring not to, not to study or desiring not to speak uh, intelligently is not culturally responsible. In fact, that's bad, and you don't have to be a racist in order to in order to say that or determine that. Uh, again, I, I went way too long on that piece. Here's what. Here's the other. So those are the things that that kept me. Issues around um, sanctity of human life. Issue around um, you know who we are and identity politics. Not a fan. Things I loved. I tell you what I loved. I loved seeing Barack Hussein Obama and his family. Every time you saw him with his wife, he was loving, he was caring. Even in the speech last night, um, the, 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 uh, the way that he honored his wife, the way that he honored his children, uh, was beautiful. To see them on a platform, on a stage somewhere was absolutely beautiful. 
Um, why? Beautiful family, um, man loving his wife, man loving his children, a wonderful example of, of fatherhood, a wonderful example of, of being a husband, one that we need. In fact, when, when you talk about issues of culture, and the fact that in the black culture you have a, a cultural element that has, uh, we have a 70% single parenthood uh, rate uh, in our culture. Um, man, he, he, he serves as a wonderful example of what it looks like to be a man in a marriage, honoring his wife, uh, loving his children. And that's an example that I think not only black men, but all of us as, as men, as Americans can, uh, can look at, honor, and follow. Um, I do think this too, I, as I watched him interact with individuals, uh, I remember a, a particular clip I watched of him uh, inviting people to the White House and doing some trick-or-treating. As he interacted with kids, as he interacted with the public, uh, he was a likable guy. Um, he was a guy that if you watched him, you thought, I, I, I would, I'd like to be his friend. Uh, I'd like to get to know him. Uh, I think he'd be fun. Now, as soon as he started talking about issues of policy, it's a wrap. But if we're just hanging out, he'd be a guy that, that, that I think if you kind of watched him and you take the politics off of the, off of the deal, you, you, you'd want to hang out with. He'd be fun to, fun to be around. So those are the things that I really, uh, really loved about, uh, about him. I do wish him and his family well. I have a feeling they'll be involved in, he's a young guy, they'll be involved in politics for many, many years to come. Uh, finally, what I want to mention with regard to the issue of race uh, and racism. Uh, is this and that is I think in our culture when we water down uh, that which we call racist uh, to be something as, as simple as um, you know what the soap that I purchase at the store uh, is is not conducive to my hair texture uh, because I'm I'm black and and that's endemic of white privilege when you water down issues of racism like that, what it does is it causes people not to listen to the real issues of racism. It, it, it causes people, uh, when you, it, it's kind of like, it's kind of Aesop's fable, the boy who cried wolf. Uh, once you cry wolf one too many times, people stop listening. And so what happens is our ears get muted to real issues of racism that really do exist out there. The example I could think of is, is Dylan, Dylan uh, Roof. I wrote his name down because I want to remember Dylan Roof, the, the young man who in Charleston uh, shot up, I believe it was Charleston, uh, uh, where he shot, uh, went to church, uh, shot up a bunch of folks for the mere fact that they were black. And his most recent statement was, while he has shed a tear for himself and his situation, he has not shed a tear for those that he murdered in cold blood. And he did so solely on the basis of racism. One of the things to note about that is the jury did exactly what they were supposed to do. When we find situations and issues in our country where there is explicit racism, we all rise up. We all stand on the right side of that issue. We all do, uh, time and time again. From the from the from the issue where people decided to go to the polls as a white person and they liked what they saw. This was this charismatic guy who they voted in an office and said, hey, you know what, I, I don't care about his race. I'm, I'm gonna vote for him if, if they weren't of his race, if they, if they, if they were white, I don't care about that. I, I'm gonna vote for him. Um, to those who are uh, people who uh, are on a jury uh, and who can identify with the fact that, uh, man, this, this act of racism uh, was horrific uh, and deserving uh, of, of, of a guilty verdict. And not only that, but deserving of the death penalty. Um, that's, 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 that's how we deal with that. 
Uh, so it's important for us as, as Americans, as human beings, as people, uh, to, to, to view things through the right lens. I believe that lens is we are all image bearers of a sovereign God, created in his image and likeness, deserving of distinct value, dignity, and worth. Uh, we need to treat each other that way. That said, I've gone way too long. Love you guys. Thanks for checking in. Thanks so much for the um, encouragement. Uh, man, I'm, I'm constantly getting folks saying, hey, I've watched your episode of this, and that was great. And so, man, thanks so, thanks so much for the support. Love you guys. We'll talk to you soon. God bless. What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get an invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there